This is the Bible teaching from the Apostolic Church, All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Reaching the community in practical and caring ways. Here now is a timeless Word of God. Father, we love you. This morning we declare our love for you because you are a good God. And there is none to compare to you. From everlasting to everlasting, you remain our God forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I really want to thank God for making it possible for us to be together this morning once again. We should never take it for granted when you open your eyes in the morning and you see the light again. It's because God has been faithful. God has been faithful. So we thank God for today. For the past month and up to this month, we've been considering the theme, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms hymns, and spiritual songs. And I'm sure by now you've heard so much about it, you can become a hymn writer. And uh, it, it's a good thing. It's a really, really good thing. So I've been blessed, and I hope uh, you have been as well. But, but there's one thing that God laid on my heart, which I'm going to be sharing with you this morning. And it's, it's about developing intimacy with God through hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. Developing intimacy with God through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. The first passage of the Bible I will read is Ephesians 5, 18 to 19, which says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. The second passage says, is in Colossians 3, 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And the third one is Matthew 22:37, which says, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So what I'm hoping to achieve this morning, uh, to just quickly take a look at what it means to uh, develop intimacy with God, and uh, to look at how we engage with psalms, hymns, ritual songs, uh, to enhance our intimacy with God. There are some hindrances, as you would expect, and also some benefits. We may consider that, and also just to encourage us to be intentional uh, in developing intimacy with God. And as we do so, we are able now to teach other people and to admonish other people. Because you cannot give what you do not have. I just thought, I know we've, we've had so many definitions about what are psalms, what are hymns and spiritual songs, but I just... Googled it just to see what we have out there. And uh, the Psalms that says are sacred songs or poems obtained from scriptures, sung to the accompaniment of a stringed instrument. So you would have the word of God, someone is singing it instead of just reading it, but they are always singing it to a particular stringed instrument. For hymns, hymns are actually what we call songs of praise. It reminded me of when I was in secondary school, and we have what we call SOP, you cannot go to assembly without your SOP. You must have your blue small SOP called Songs of Praise, and that's when I began to enjoy hymns 
I love inns, and I, I know it brings back a lot of memories. So when we talk about inns, it actually means songs of praise because it's from the Greek word hymnos, which means songs of praise. We have spiritual songs, and these are songs that are spontaneous. Maybe you are in a place of prayer, and some words come together. Maybe you read the Bible, or you've gone through an experience, some words come together. We've had so many spiritual songs people have brought forward. But they are always rooted in scriptures, and also considering experiences of people, or whatever it is that's happened, that God has opened their eyes to see, that makes them to bring forth those songs. I don't know if I'm making sense. So those are spiritual songs. Some people will sit down, and they will paint it down. So all these wonderful songs we sing, they are wonderful uh, if they are rooted in scriptures, if the people who wrote them uh, use the word of God to to write them. So those are spiritual songs, uh, as, as actually. So over the years, you've had many people, they will pray the Psalms. Many of us love to open the Psalms to pray it. But some, so many of the spiritual songs we have have also been taken from the Psalms, and we, they've been singing it. And many people have also been singing the hymns, and we are still doing the same today. And as I said earlier, when we sing particular songs, they bring back some memories to you, and you begin to remind yourself of the goodness of God. You remind yourself of the faithfulness of God. You remind yourself of the power of God, the unchanging God, the God who does not have to do it, but will do it anyway. This morning, I was talking to my sister, and I was reminded of the promise God made to Abraham. He made a promise to Abraham, which he fulfilled after Abraham had died. He didn't have to do it. But because he's a God of integrity, a God who is credible, a God who has nothing to prove to anybody, but because he's God, he just has to be God. And that's the God we're talking about. And when we look at that, many people have experiences. I remember I was sitting right there, uh, uh, I think in 2013, I was going through a very difficult situation at work. It was so bad. It was so bad, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I just thought, I've done all I know to do. I've prayed. I've done everything. I didn't know. And, and I remember that Saturday, I think Pasaki was here. And he raised one song. That I've heard over and over. And that day, it was as if someone came and carried a burden off me. And from the following day, as I went back to work, things changed. Spiritual songs. Very powerful. As long as the contents of those spiritual songs or the hymns are Christocentric, there's no doubt of the impact they would have in our lives, depending on the spirit with which we are singing them. In the presence of the Spirit of God who dwells within us, and we begin to sing those powerful hymns because they are full of scriptures, there's bound to be a performance because God will never send his word forth without a performance occurring. So when we're talking about developing intimacy, I know that those things are powerful. You see, hymns and spiritual songs, they take our faith and compact it. It's as if they bring your faith together and they put it together in a song. They compact it. In fact, the melody and phrasing of the music makes our faith memorable. Makes them memorable. 
So before you hear a word of scripture read or preaching a service, we've actually read pages of scriptures through our worship. Through these racial songs you have been singing since morning, I can say this is Revelations. I can say that is in the book of James. I can say, you know, so we have been actually reciting the word of God over and over through our singing this morning. You see, singing the hymns and those ritual songs allow a part of our hearts to speak to God in a way that doesn't happen as we hear the spoken word. There's something about why they play music to it, or they are not saying just be reciting the word of God. When it's accompanied with music, there's something it does inside of us. They lead us to a place of intimacy. I know of a couple, uh, they, they, you know, anytime the man wants something from the wife, he sings, sings melodiously. Very nice songs. And sometimes vice versa. The wife, they sing. Wonderful. And, and there's something about music. You look at the songs of Solomon. It's about songs of love from a man to a woman and from a woman to a man. So there's a place of, I don't want to say just music, of love songs singing our hearts to our God through the hymns, through the spiritual songs, and also through the Psalms. And that's what I want to explore this morning. So we know now, over the weeks we've been going through how powerful, how powerful the hymns, how powerful the spiritual songs and Psalms, how they are. But where is their place in helping us to develop intimacy with God? Let's look at that. So, when I was looking at this intimacy, having an intimate relationship with God means that we have an open communication, we have trust, and there's love between us and God. Open communication, trust, and love between us and God. And when Jesus was saying to the man that you should love the Lord your God with everything, that is saying you have to have an intimate relationship with God. There are several ways that intimacy with God can occur. It can occur through the way we worship God. Your heart sings. Your whole body sings. Everything about you. You worship him in music, in everything. Another way it can occur is also by the way we live our lives. When you live your life in a way that honors God, it's worshiping God. When you live your life to uh, uh, to show people that God is a holy God, then it is also intimacy. It shows forth the intimacy. Another way that we can show intimacy or we can experience intimacy with God is through prayer. As we seek God in prayer, as we go to God in prayer, we can also do that. So there are diverse ways that we can experience that intimacy, but I'm just focusing on the worshiping this morning. So we are looking at how that happens. So I'll be highlighting that. I remember that, it was it on the 23rd of July? I don't know if any of you remember. Pastor Zaki said something. He said, theology enters the bloodstream of the people. People sang their faith. I wrote that down because it, is, it just brings everything together for me. 
It brings everything together for me. Theology enters our bloodstream, that it flows through our veins, without you having to uh, sit down and be reciting the word of God every second. But through those songs, the theology that is in those songs, they enter you. So you cannot say, oh, I don't know any verse of scripture. If I say, oh, sister, quote a scripture for me. You only need to remember one spiritual song that is rooted in scripture, and you are able to say it. So it flows through us. And we begin to sing our faith. And you can also imagine if you are going somewhere where you can't take your Bible to. How many Bible passages do you want to recite? But if you know all these songs, if you also begin to write songs, which I'm going to get to, I don't want to go ahead of myself, you will notice that you are able to carry the word of God with you anywhere you go. And you know, I can sing on the bus. But if I'm reciting scriptures on the bus, someone will look at you and say, excuse me. But if I'm singing under my breath, but I'm making sure those who are around me can hear it, I'm, I'm singing. Just as they will sing as well. So there's something about it. It's very portable. They, 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 when we look at hymns, they are portable. You know, you can take them with you anywhere you go to. And uh, we've been singing the Lord, but I remember when I was considering this intimacy, I remember the, the one by Dali Church that says, Hold me close, let your love surround me, bring me near, draw me to your side. And I I was, we will take two or three, okay? Please bear with me. There's a reason. The next one is, draw me close to you. How do you know? But you're in the spirit. <laughs> Never let me go. I lay it all down again. To hear you say that I You are my desire, no one else will do, cause nothing else can take your place, to feel the warmth of your embrace, help me find a way. You see, as you bring those songs to God in the right spirit, I don't know about you, there's something about, I just feel safe. Think about it. 
from your heart. I feel safe. And the good thing about it is that I don't have to be the choir leader. <laughs> anyway, you can sing it. You are singing to the lover of your soul. He's the lover of our soul. The good thing is, you can sing it anytime. There are aims. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the precious So there are hymns, there are spiritual songs, there are also psalms that talks about intimacy with God. As we worship God, we are transformed from inside out. As we ponder on those words, as we come to God with our open mind and saying, God, I'm not perfect, but here I am. Here I am. I love you. That's all I know. I may not even love you as I should, but in the way that I know, Father, I love you. Because not only does the worship transform us, it strengthens us. Coming to a place of intimacy, using the ins and the spiritual, it helps us to be strong, it convicts us as well. You know, there are many ins that we can find. Have you been to Jesus? For the cleansing. He's there. Convicts us. It builds us up. It builds us up. I don't know. For me, I think this theme has been for me. Because suddenly I realized that things that used to make me afraid no longer make me afraid. Builds us up. It also restores us. Because the enemy will lie to you to say, oh, you've fallen away. You've, you've not done the right thing somewhere. Do you think God loves you? But he restores us. We are the heir. We are part of God's kingdom. We are in the kingdom of God. He's not let us go. It restores us. In other words, when we sing and devote our whole self to God, something godly happens inside of us. I want you to check your playlist, so you're, the songs you sing, how many of them concentrate on worshipping God and telling God how much you love him instead of making requests? I'm asking myself, can I sing 10 songs without asking for God for something out of those 10? If someone asks me, talk, but sing 10 songs to show intimacy with God. Can I give 10 songs back to back without asking God for something. Meanwhile, God wants us, the main reason, you may ask me, why are we, am I considering this today? The main purpose of your being and of my being is to worship God. That's the primary. There are other things God wants us to do, but the primary one, when he was trying to get his children out of, when he was going to get his children out of Israel, he said to Pharaoh, 
that they may go and worship me. That's the primary goal of us as human beings. The desire of God is that we will worship him. We would have intimacy with him. So from the art singing is an important part of who we are and who God has created us to be. Revelations 4, 11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. We have been created mainly for that. And we can fulfill that purpose as we sing love songs to God, as we come to a place of intimacy. Psalm 100 verse 2 commands us to serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. So as we sing to God, it allows us to express our love to God with our whole being. God being the main object and recipient of our worship, we engage every part of our being in worship to God. So how do we do this? How do we develop that? Number one for me is to be intentional. You know, you can come to church where we sing. Because the choir, they are not here to entertain us, you know. Sometimes we think, oh, that thing is not going well. That's not the issue. They are singing to praise their own God. We too should sing to praise our God from our own hearts. They don't have to get the music right. They don't have to get the song right. Yes, it's excellent. Thank God. Yes, they should. Yes, we want them to. But that shouldn't be what determines whether we worship God or not from our hearts as a sign of love to our God. If you don't have anything to be thankful for, at least know that God still deserves to be worshipped and praised. The king may not do anything for me in this country. That does not stop him from being the king. But even then, the God we serve, he keeps us. He provides for us. He protects us. He prospers us. He, he does more than what we ask of him. We need to come to that place we open our mouth. We sing from our heart. Number two for me is to be creative. Let us be creative. You know, uh, the first one about being creative is create the capacity to do so. Who tells you that you cannot write songs? You don't have to go and put it out to sell. But you can write songs to your God. When you pick your Bible, pick some words. Oh, I'm looking at some, uh, this thing. Let me pick this verse. Let me pick that. Let me join together. Look for a rhythm you like and make, make it up and sing it to God. Be creative. Create that capacity to write songs as the Holy Spirit will lead you. You know, you sing those songs about, about God's grace, about his goodness, about his mercy. Uh, magnify the Lord. Worship him and honor him. Write those songs. Create the time. You, you don't just start writing. You create time for it. Because you want it to be based on the scriptures. So all that means is that you need to study the word of God first and foremost. We need to know what the word of God says. Are you writing love songs? What does the word of God say about God? Who is God to you? Look at the scriptures. Study the word. Create that time. Set. I don't know if you can do one homework for yourself. You can set a day apart and say, today, I'm not going to make a request Today, I'm only going to praise God and worship God. Be intentional. Look at it and say, if you are there, God, give me food. He knows you need it. Once you are yet speaking, it's already answered. He knows everything you desire. 
But just do an assignment. We've been doing these aims. I want something tangible out of it. You get my point? So maybe uh, for me, I that's what I would do. Maybe one day a week, I would say, Mondays is a day of my intimacy with God, my, a day of my praising God, everything I'm going to do today. I'm not going to request for this or breakthrough or that breakthrough. He knows you need them. Just be, be intentional. Be creative. Another thing is create the space to do it. Our diary, diaries are so filled, I don't know how we survive. If God gives us 40 hours a day, it won't be enough. But we need to create that space for it. And also create the atmosphere. Create the atmosphere. You see, if you cannot sing, if you, if you are too self-conscious and you think my voice is not good, it's not excellent, it's not as wonderful as that of the choir, but you can download them. YouTube is there. Download the playlist. Pick the ones that are very, the hymns are there. You can play them. You can play the, 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 the spiritual songs. They are there. Engage with the style of music that touches you to engage in a deep worship of Almighty God. Just say, I want to worship God. Don't listen to the enemy. The enemy will come and whisper, you are not singing well. That is not good. What, what has God done for you that you are singing? Yeah, you asked for this. He, didn't, he hasn't done it. See that bad thing that happened yesterday. Why, why do you need to sing? You don't even need to sing anyway. It will come and tell you all sorts, but be intentional. Create the time, create the space, create the atmosphere. Just say, I want to worship God. And finally, yearn to teach others. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I see you when you want to greet me and I sing one special song to you? And I say, ah, that's wonderful. The Bible says, singing to one another. There won't be time for gossip. So when one sister calls you, Instead of what happened, that person, ah, did you, this is the new song I've written this week. I wrote it from Psalm 2, 113. It's about God providing for our needs. And you share with that sister. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I know that a lot of uh, hymn writers and spiritual song writers will arise from Kennington. Many people don't believe. Will arise from Kennington. So what are the benefits of doing this? Why, why do we want to do this? Number one, we learn the scriptures. Remember I told you theology enters your bloodstream through those songs because it's already infused with the word of God. So we learn the scriptures. It helps you to go into the scriptures if you don't normally like reading the Bible, but it will now help you. Number two for me is that it helps me to focus my mind. For example, if I want to say, I want to sing the next 10 songs uh, without asking for a request. It will focus my mind to make sure I'm only praising God and worshiping God for the next 10 songs. I, I'm sorry, I hope I'm not being pre too prescriptive, but I'm just giving you ideas of how we can do these things. It's about, it will focus your mind. It also helps you to focus on God because most of these songs, as I said, they are Christocentric. What, what, what I mean by that, it, it centers on Christ. It helps you. Instead of many things running through your mind that shouldn't be running through your mind, I love what uh, Elder Kola started this morning. If you're a worshiper, you won't be a warrior. It helps to focus your mind. And in that place, that is where revelation comes. 
Have you read the Bible and you've read it over and over and some things never seem to happen? As you begin to be intentional and saying, I want to, I want to read the hymns, I want to, to read the scriptures, I want to write songs, I want to do these things, to sing love songs to my God, revelation comes. Your eyes will suddenly open to things that always been there but you never see. Revelation comes in that place. Fear is dispelled. I love Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I be? Because you have God all inside of you through the scriptures that you've been reading, through the songs you've been singing, there's never a dull moment between you and God. You are strong. You know, I love the, the word in Daniel 11 that talks about they that know their God shall be strong and then they will do exploit. Because in the place of Intimacy is the place of knowledge. I'm not talking of just mere knowledge. I'm talking of real, deep, intimate knowledge of God. And in that place, you know strength. You go through stuff, and you know God is with you. You just know that God is with you. You can't explain it, but you can't deny it either, that God is with you. You'll be strong. And it's out of your strength that you begin to do exploits, that I begin to do exploits. It's, we, 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 we don't understand this powerful weapon we have. Begin to sing. I love that sermon, Pastor Edwin said, we sing. I will sing. Begin to sing. But more importantly, begin to search the scriptures for your own. Look at it. What can I write? What can I say to my God in the mighty name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Let's do away with low self-esteem. Don't worry. I know of one lady that said when she just got married, anytime she starts to sing in the car, the husband would then suddenly turn on the radio. She didn't know that the husband felt that the voice wasn't good. That's why she, that's why he was putting on the radio. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about what people think about your singing, whether it's good or it's not good. It doesn't matter. As I said, you are singing to God. Sing despite your situation. Sing in spite of what people are saying. Whatever it is, just sing. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. Finally, finally, I believe that intimacy with God is the intended purpose of life, both here and in heaven. Okay? So it may require time. It may require effort but it will prove itself in a transformed life and the intense joy of experiencing God's presence. Because as we dwell in those hymns of spiritual songs, we carry the presence of God with us. Anywhere we go into, you carry the presence of God with you. You may not know it, but you have been with Jesus. You'll glow. There's something about it. So singing the hymns, the psalms, the spiritual songs can help us to develop that deep intimacy with God. Because you are now getting very personal with God. Especially when we are singing those songs where they are saying, we, we, you two can say, I, I, I will praise you. Not only we, we praise you. I will praise you. I will praise you. Let us be intentional. But most importantly, let's begin to teach one another. Instead of wasting our time doing what is not godly. Let's look for ways to teach one another. Let's teach one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's warn one another. Because admonition means to warn people. 
okay, in terms with, with, the, with, the, with the aims of what the art of God is. We encourage one another. We teach one another. And I pray that your life and my life will never be the same. After this, we finish this thing, God will continue to bless us and bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to God's Word. We are the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Find us at Tyus Terrace, Kennington, London, SE11 5LY. Our telephone number is 0207 820 On the web, we are at www.apostolic-anc.org. All Nation Center, reaching out to you in practical and caring ways.